Welcome back to the Ain't Saint Podcast, everyone. You know, it's your host, Angie, and I'm here with a special <laughs> guest today. We have Faith here, guys. Hello. You hey. know. Um, Thank you for having me. <laughs> no problem. I feel like, guys, like, every time I have a guest, it's so awkward after, like, you introduce. Where to start, yeah. Yeah, like, what's happening now? But, Faith, I usually ask my guests, like, what's something nobody knows about you, like, an interesting fact? Okay. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh my gosh. I don't know if I have anything that people don't know. Mm. Um, okay, something, I feel like a decent amount of people know this about me, but I have a dog and her name's Lola. Okay, she's shout pom- out Lola. Yeah, shout out Lola. She's a Pomeranian Chihuahua. Um, she's like 10 pounds and she doesn't like anybody but my family. She's oh, wow. very, very particular. So she wouldn't so, like me at all? No. Like literally, <laughs> I have a best friend, Grace, who we've been best friends for years now and she's never met Lola in person. Really? Because she just like doesn't like people. Oh, okay. So, same. So what happens when like there's a guest comes in and We just put her in the back room. And Damn. she barks her head off. Yeah. So Damn. we just put her in the back and we're just like, let her be. We'll give her like an anxiety pill. So she's like, So she can calm. Yeah. yeah, wow, that's crazy, guys. Yeah, that's Lola. Oh, I have a friend who's like scared of pets, and if that's one of the reasons, yeah. like, mm-hmm. you know, she would not like my dog. Oh, wow. <laughs> well, guys, yeah. um, I knew Faith from like school, of course, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Faith got out, she got out the trenches <laughs> out here. Um, but also, I feel like everybody knew you for your singing mm-hmm. too, as well. Yeah, so and Faith can sing, guys. Like, Faith can sing. Do you still sing? Around I do, Faith? yeah. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. what do you usually sing? Mainly at church. I lead worship on our worship team. So mm-hmm. that's, like, predominantly where I uh, practice, like, music and all my music skills are from there. So. Oh, wow. Yeah. Were you raised in the ch- in that mm-hmm. church? Particularly? Well, the church that I, go, that I work at and go to here in D.C., no. But I started singing in the church when I was, like, six or seven back home in South Carolina. And then from there, it's just been a part of my life. So Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, which we're going to get into, guys. <laughs> um, but, yeah, like I was saying, guys, like, I think that was, like, what I feel like I knew you for. Mm-hmm. Like, what you felt like you left AU for yourself, like, Man. you know. Okay. Um, I, I'd say, like, so gospel choir, I feel like, is where a lot mm. of my musical expression came from. And so I feel like a lot of students knew me from either that or from crew. I was a student leader for a campus ministry um, which is where I met predominantly like a lot of my community and so wow. meeting friends from there and then also SOC I feel like all of my oh, friends yes. are just from there so they're like hearing friends. these terms and they're like what the freak is they say <laughs> yeah <laughs> so our school of communications and yeah so I was a journalism major and so a lot of my friends like we all took the same you know classes or electives mm-hmm. and stuff and even if we weren't in the same um, section of the course everyone was kind of in the same in the same area so that's yeah that's said. true yeah. and then that's how I like met Faith guys mm-hmm. shout out SOC gang <laughs> and um Faith just had always had like a like you know how people say if people have good spirit yeah. you always had like I don't know good spirit thank you I don't yeah. know if anybody told you that but I'll <laughs> tell you that I'll I tell you that it. yeah you always had good spirit and I I knew like you two like I feel like your Instagram also gives it off how to take a little faith of <laughs> yeah. like how much you dedicate yourself to the to church mm-hmm. and like just um just putting yourself um for God mm-hmm. and etc. So yeah. um that's what I wanted to get into today yeah. guys cuz if for anybody out there that's not religious you might be like an atheist or like or any like there's so many religions for me to list out which is totally fine. I think today is like talking about religion and like I don't know just the angles that I feel like people have said in their mind, mm-hmm. but not really say out loud, mm-hmm. Faith. Um, I feel like that's what my podcast has yeah. become now. So 
I, before I start with that, like, I know you mentioned that since a kid you mm-hmm. were singing. Mm-hmm. Your, so I guess, like, what is your, what is your religion faith? Yeah, like, so I was, I'm a Christian. I was born and raised in the Baptist church in the South. Mm-hmm. Um, my shout dad, out that church. Shout out to Nazareth Baptist Church. God bless. <laughs> um, yeah, I was born and raised in that church. My Yeah, from my, my great-grandmother, actually. So generations of our family were there. Oh, wow. Um, so it's like a um like a family thing. Yeah, like. yeah. Like that's I think that is what um continues to, to be such a big part of my life and my faith is the people that have um cared for me and who have mm. seen me walk with the Lord all these years. And so my dad went into ministry when I was eight. Mm. Um and so he's a minister and a preacher and so that was also a big part of my life and Oh, he's a preacher. Yeah, my dad Okay, is, you see yeah. wow. <laughs> this is the good good guess. Like I didn't even know that. Yeah, wow. so my dad's a preacher. Um and so I just grew up uh, with people that cared deeply about my walk with the Lord and so that's wow. been a blessing. So yeah. Wow. So like um Let's start with your dad okay. and like, cause I feel like I, f- would you feel like he is the push yeah. to like, okay. Yeah. I mean, I, I love my family. So it's me, my mom, um, mm-hmm. and my brother. My brother is three years older than me. Uh, so my dad went into ministry, like I said, when I was eight and I have this, these vivid memories of, he would have my brother and I on Saturday mornings, we would sit in the living room or in the dining room at our kitchen table mm-hmm. and he would have us practice memorizing scripture. And so wow. he like the first verse we memorized was uh, Psalm 23. It's a passage. I think it's like maybe 16 verses. Um, and we would sit there in the morning, Saturday morning at the table after breakfast, we would read scripture together. And then he would have a stand up and recite it over and over again, just to, like get it in our, in our brains. And the Bible wow. talks about having the, hiding the word in your heart. And so that right. is my like first memory of that. And I have this other time. So like, as my dad is like teaching us these scriptures and, and, praying that we would like know the Lord for ourselves. Mm-hmm. One time in first grade, there was a, like a tornado warning and I hate storms really bad oh, wow. ever since I was little. So it's first grade, we're out in the hall and you know how they would tell us like shelter in place and we put our right. head over or like put our yeah. heads in our, in our lap. We all know guys. We all know the vibes. <laughs> we had to get in the hallway. And my first grade teacher, I was like weeping, inconsolable. And she was like, what's that scripture that your dad taught you? And so I sat there in first grade and I recited it to myself over and over until the storm was over. Wow. And so I think those moments like that as my parents instilled faith in me is like how I became who I am today by the grace of God. So Wow. Yeah. So like he like really taught you guys scriptures, yeah. like probably like also read the Bible mm-hmm. like one, like every day. Mm-hmm. For, like, wow. Yeah, he would. So my dad's also a truck driver by trade. And so he would call in the morning because he would always be on the road already. Mm-hmm. Um, and he would just say out a scripture reference and he would say like Romans 623 and we would recite it back to him on the phone every morning. So wow. he uh, really taught us how to how to be people of faith, my brother and I. So it's wow. for sure. So like it's interesting what faith is saying, guys, because it's like I, I guess I never met someone who like literally like your dad is a preacher mm-hmm. and like um, it just seemed like well, correct me if I'm wrong, your whole family is just like um, mm-hmm. Because what I guess I'm, what I'm trying to say is, like, my family is not, like, they do go to church, like, every Sunday and stuff. But, like, my dad is not a pastor. Mm-hmm. He don't really go to church that, like, my I know my mom, she took me to church school. Mm-hmm. But I guess they were heavily involved, yeah. I would say. Yeah. They were heavily They just went to mass. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. how I guess I was raised. Mm-hmm. And, like, for you guys that know out there, like, like, to be honest with you guys out there, I don't know where I specifically, like, put my faith in. Mm-hmm. I feel like I do know that. I do believe in God. I do I do pray to him and et cetera. I, like, I was raised in the Catholic Church. Mm-hmm. 
And so that's different right. from, like, faith, of yeah. course. Um, but I'll be honest with you guys. I was raising it, mm-hmm. right? Um, and that's, I guess, what I wanted to talk to you about, faith. Because right. I feel like I have a segment, if you didn't. Like, mm-hmm. it's called put, put, put You on the Spot. Yeah. And, like, I put people on the spot. Mm-hmm. With a question, and I guess the question would be, <laughs> do you feel like parents, you know, put us, I don't want to say force, right, mm-hmm. but kind of like they put us into what religion they grew up with, or it mm-hmm. feels like we have to be in a religion that they are accustomed to? Yeah, I, I could definitely see where um, that seems to be the case, and I think that that goes beyond, like, religion, too. Like, we could say the same thing about culture, like me being raised in the South, where, like, my mm. parents could, you could you could venture to say, quote-unquote, they have, like, forced me to be hospitable or forced me to be Southern or what have you. Um, but I, I think the thing is, is as we grow up in whatever context that our parents are put in and that, that they then raise us in, particularly when it comes to faith, and for me being a Christian, mm-hmm. the prayer is, I think, for my parents and the same prayer that I have for myself, and if I have kids one day and my fa- friends and family, et cetera, um, is that we are we're people of faith that are faithful to, to what God has called us to, mm-hmm. and that we can't make a decision. Like, I can't, my parents' faith is not the faith that, that I have. I'm not seen as um, my righteousness and relationship with the Lord is not because my, my mom has faith or my dad. It's because I have to decide for myself. Right? But was there a moment when you were young where it just where it was just like, okay, like what? I guess was there a moment in your life where you're like, yeah, I do believe in him. Mm. Like this is my own decision because I do feel yeah. like when we're extremely young, yeah, we're just like, okay, God, yeah, is, we'll just go with it. Yeah, yeah, I get that. I I think I was I was fortunate to have in my testimony. I had that moment really early on. I would say probably around like fifth grade or so where I was like, this is, this is, I I believe God to be true. I believe that Jesus died for me and for my sins, for me to, to live a new life in him. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I do feel like that moment happened for me early. And I think it happened again too, when I left high school and came to college where it's like, okay, now I'm on my own. I have to decide, am I going to just uh, talk the talk or am I going to walk the walk? Am I actually going to be faithful? Am I actually going to be kind? Am I actually going to be loving and all of these things? Right. Cause now your family and friends not here. My mom is not here to hold me accountable. My mom's not here. My dad's not here to teach me scripture on Saturday morning. Like I have to decide, am I going to spend time in my word when I wake up? I have to decide, am I going to be faithful to pray? Things like that. So I think it did happen early on, but it also can happen, you know, later in life. What what are some things like you realize you were doing that you're like, okay, like, wow, I'm putting the walk to the walk Mm. and I'm showing up and doing what I can for God. I think um, what was most important for me, especially when I got to college, is that I had to choose who I was going to be friends with and what Mm. type of people I was going to surround myself with um, because I think, especially growing up in the South, Mm. in the Bible Belt, everyone has that, there's a church on every corner, everyone has the like the title of being a Christian, right? And so that's kind of the... Wait, the Faith, where are you from again? South Carolina. Wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> so this is how it is in South Carolina, guys. <laughs> so from born and raised in the South, and so coming, moving out of the South for college mm-hmm. and having to decide, okay, I'm in a new community. I don't know anybody here. Like, I'm, yeah. I'm not really a city girl either, so I'm, like, not used to that. And so um, having to decide who my community was going to be, which is, like, when I mentioned uh, being a student leader for crew on campus, mm-hmm. And surrounding myself with godly community weekly and 
Uh, when you say crew, church. like what is crew like big no like crew so they meet uh for large group like bible studies essentially and so it's oh. just a it's just a community of believers we had a bible study yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't know. I mean there are multiple campus ministries crew isn't the only one but we would meet and they still meet on monday wow. mornings or monday evenings um and then we would have small group for women i would have girls come over to my apartment when i lived down the street for like wow. ladies dinners and stuff and so it was making sure that i was surrounded by people who also wanted to walk the walk and not mm. just be like okay, I can claim to be a Christian and then live in a way that is counter to that claim, right? Mm. So I think that was the biggest part for me. So do you feel like there's two different type of Christians, you would say? Like, mm. the one that walked the walk, the one that doesn't? Like, yeah. like do you feel like there's a difference? Yeah, I mean, so Scripture is, is specific to say that uh, if they, the title is a lukewarm Christian, right? Mm. So it's like you can say outwardly and profess that you're a believer, but the fruit of your life, if that says something different, if the fruit looks different than what you profess, then mm. then that's being lukewarm. And so mm. I think there's a difference. And like you're saying, growing up, when our parents like raise us in, in circles of faith and we have to decide for ourselves, it's like, okay, I have to decide, am I going to just say this because my parents said it about me mm-hmm. or am I going to say it and walk it out because this is what I believe to be true? That's true. Yeah. Do you feel like it's certain, there's certain specific ways of how somebody can come across that? Because mm-hmm. I guess I feel like in a... Well, the people I surround myself with, right, mm-hmm. Faith, or, like, just people in general, I would say, like, I feel like I'm very much like my dad. Like, mm-hmm. my mom, she goes to church every Sunday. Mm-hmm. Like, she reads the Bible all the time. Like, she's very much, I would say, heavily religious. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I'm more my dad where I'm, like, I know who I believe in. I do believe in the Lord. But I don't really, I don't go to church often mm-hmm. or, like, um, I don't, like, I guess read the Bible every day, mm-hmm. but I do like I do he- read it here and there, and I consider everywhere I go to be like a church where I can pray. Like mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Not exactly where, um, like everybody would assume like the person who go to church every Sunday or like goes to Bible study. Oh my gosh, they really do love God. They really mm-hmm. are like. I don't think it has a I guess a a balance. Like okay, you're more into God or you're more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah I think I think uh, when we when we look at scripture and the the gift of what Jesus did for those who aren't aren't people of faith or of Christians, so um, the the pinnacle or linchpin of the Christian faith is that Jesus came and died for our sins and paid the price that we couldn't pay, so that way we could experience proximity with the Father with God, um, and so I I think. the The beautiful part about the Christian faith is that it's not like you wake up one day like this is this is how I feel. It's not like you wake up one day and it's like, okay, I am like perfectly holy. I read my Bible all the time. I pray perfectly. I'm on a great schedule. I like never mess up. Um, the gift of the Christian faith is that because of Jesus' death, we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. So the, 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 the Trinity of God, God, Father, or God, the Father, Jesus Christ, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, that we've been given the gift of the Spirit that every day I wake up and I try to be more like Christ, right? Mm. And so even if I make a mistake, I have, have the gift of uh, Christ's blood so that way I can I can keep striving to do better right. by his spirit, not because of anything that I've done. Um, and so I think even like you were saying to the point of like not like reading your Bible every day or not praying all the time, things like that, that because 
of the gift of the Holy Spirit, like, we can keep trying to do better. Like, it's not like we wake up one day and I've, like, checked all the boxes and I'm perfectly fine. But every day we strive a little bit more. It's like when I think about the new year. It's like you don't mm. wake up on January 1st right. and have all of your, like, resolutions done. It's like, okay, I can do this perfectly for the rest of the year. It's like, no, I, I want to commit to trying mm. to be better each day. So it's just like those – it's like those – those people would have to just keep pushing to do better, like mm-hmm. try to get to the church, mm-hmm. try to like, you know, read the Bible more mm-hmm. or et cetera. Right. Okay, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and and it's not even like, I, I think uh, culture, especially cultural Christianity, will tell you that you're doing all those things for the sake of other people being able to say like, oh, I am the right. Christian that can do all those things. But it's like, no, I'm doing this because I love the Lord right. and because I have experienced his love that, it, it is it, it is the least I can do to give my life as a sacrifice to him. That's um, right. And so, yeah, that's what I feel about that, yeah. You know, one point to faith is, like, I feel like, and I always feel guilty for this, faith, mm-hmm. is that, like, like, I don't know if anybody else feels this out there, but sometimes, you know, because of how much busy I get with mm-hmm. life, and you write, like, you know, push yourself more. Yeah. It's 2024, yeah, yeah. New Year. <laughs> New Year. <laughs> but, like... I remember last year, it was just multiple times where I would pray to God in the times we were in need, you mm-hmm, know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I was always taught in church, and just even my mom would say, like, you shouldn't just only pray mm-hmm. when you need you and help. Right. But it's all, it like, I feel like a lot of people's like, yes, Angie, like, yo, me too, me too. Mm-hmm. Which I do want to talk about a little bit more. Yeah. I want to talk about, like, because I feel like this is a common thing people mm-hmm. go through. For of, sure, like, for sure. Just needing God when. yeah. When needed. When you need something. Yeah. Right. I think, like you are saying, I do think that's a common experience. I find myself and have to kind of like rein myself back in. I'm like, okay, you're praying right now. And only you've only talked to God and been in conversation with him when you need needed something. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the biggest thing that I learned, uh, especially through my college years, was the gift of being in relationship with God, that he like desires to have communion with me and Mm. like he doesn't want to just know when things are going wrong because he already knows but he all he also wants to like me to be in relationship with him like lord even if i'm just like walking down the quad and i'm like lord thank you for this day thank you that the sun is shining today thank you for a fun conversation Mm. i've had with that friend um i'm like concerned about this things like that like being in learning to live in uh carlane she is uh one of the campus leaders or one of the staff leaders for a crew here on campus and she would tell us, I remember my junior year, she gave a talk on a Monday night about this, and she said that we are to live in breaths of prayer. And so just as I breathe, I should be in conversation with the Lord. And so I think that helped me think about prayer differently, that I'm not. it's not this like time where, okay, at this hour I need to sit and, and talk to God. Like he's, mm-hmm. he's not only in this one 15 minutes of me praying, but he's with me all the time. He's in creation. He's in music. Mm-hmm. And so how can I live in constant conversation with him? And I think from that moment on, I was able to shift my perspective. Like, he wants to hear from me always, not just when right. I need something, which then also took the shame away from that feeling of, like, man, Lord, I'm only talking to you when I need you. Mm-hmm. But he's like, no, I'm here all the time. And so just starting that conversation. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was going to say, like, it it's like a guilt. Like, once I do it, I'm mm-hmm. like, oh, mm-hmm. like, I'm sorry. I'm here. I'm sorry. I'm here again. Yeah. And it's just like. It's been a constant pattern, but I do agree with Faith, like, shifting it. The way I'm taking how you saying Faith mm-hmm. is, like, kind of like, you know how people have a journal that they have, like, every day where they write stuff mm-hmm. about how their day's been, mm-hmm. you know, kind of shifting that way mm-hmm. of prayers. I'm trying to make sure I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I, th- I think, and even even when I think of, like, journaling or having those moments, the good part is is that the Lord, again, is not only in those 
those early hour morning moments yeah. of prayer, but he's with us throughout our entire day. Mm-hmm. And so like even even as I sleep, he's with me. Um, yeah. And so being able to, to, to wake up, even as I'm brushing my teeth, I'm like, okay, Lord, like even as I'm like yeah. thinking and praying. And so I think that has been the best perspective shift of like that every thought that I have, every every breath that I have can be given as a gift and conversation to him and I can commune with him in that way. way. Yeah. Well, thanks for that, Faith, because yeah. that helped, that helped. <laughs> but yeah, I, I do agree and I'm going to definitely look at it as that too. I just, that is one thing, like I'd be telling myself, like, please don't continue doing it and then I always fall back in that pattern. Mm-hmm. And I do feel like a lot of people fall back in that pattern when they're in a big crisis situation where mm-hmm. they generally feel alone. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and I wanted to talk to you about that. Like, um, when I when I came to AU sophomore year, mm-hmm. that was you know after, you know, COVID was right, done, and then right. we came back to school. And um, guys, like I remember when I was meeting people, and you know, you're trying to learn everybody's religion, mm-hmm. who they are, mm-hmm. and like I had a friend who was atheist, mm-hmm. and she said like, you know, I have total respect for your religion and everything. I just want to know like, um. It seemed like if you think about it with every religion coming from her, she was like, everybody believes in, like, this one thing or, like, this, like, oh, this almighty something, mm-hmm. right? Whatever the religion is because they don't want to feel, like, absolutely alone. Mm. And it got me thinking, like, hmm, I wonder if this is how people feel sometimes mm-hmm. when, like, because a lot of people, why they, like, go to come to God in, like, their most vulnerable and very much like whatever situations they've been in right. is because they feel alone and don't, mm-hmm. don't know where to go to so mm-hmm. I guess asking you about her statement because yeah. I, I did feel like that was interesting yeah I, I do I do understand I think in, in some aspects resonate with that I, I think what has been I mean in my short 22 years of life I don't know yeah. everything you know but um the beauty of, I think, a relationship with God is that as we live, like we were talking about, in, in consistent relationship with him, that I, I, he desires for us to, to meet with him in those low moments because he's there. But also in our high moments, he's there mm-hmm. too. And I think that's where that idea can creep in of like, I'm only I'm only pursuing God because I'm lonely is when we neglect to see that he's also in those mountaintop moments too mm-hmm. because in those mountaintop moments it's really easy i think for us to be like okay i did this myself or like for example like okay you graduated undergrad right and it's like i was first generation grad for undergrad and i think it was really easy praise god i think it was really <laughs> easy to be like okay i did that like I, I i made myself get through all those classes i i this that and the third right it's really easy to lean on ourselves in those moments is when we're downcast and alone and broken mm-hmm. or betrayed, right, that it's like, oh, God, I need you. I need you to fix this. I need mm-hmm. you to, to show me that I'm not by myself. It's like, okay, but where where were your eyes looking mm-hmm. when you were on the mountain? To the, to the God who made the mountain himself, right? Yeah. And so it's like being able to see God is not only with me in those moments where I'm downcast. He's in those extremely high moments. Like I, I, I consider graduating undergrad to be like probably one of the top five moments of my life so far right and it's like no like the lord was with me all those nights when i was crying myself to sleep because i was like i don't think i can do this all the nights when i was like oh my gosh like what am i going to do with a career after this and these degrees he was also with me in all those days that i met some of my best friends here on campus and the days where i started to discover my purpose and why he's called me to be here um and so i think we can see 
um, the desire for God to be known when we are aware that he's not only with us in the low moments, but the high ones as well. Yeah. No, I preach faith. Preach. Because, <laughs> like, I do feel like, I, I guess it ties with accountability mm-hmm. as well. Like, because you're right. Because I, I feel like sometimes I, when I'm, like, let's say, like, with this podcast, like, I finally launched it. Like, mm-hmm. it's my own thing. Yeah, congrats. You know, thank you, thank you. <laughs> but it can really slip. Like, yeah. God, you you did this. Like, yeah. now I'm here. Like, you know. And then let's say I didn't shoot an episode this week. I'm like, damn, I should have stayed consistent. Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, I'm praying, like, please, God, let me stay consistent. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it. I feel like it little shows accountability where, like, uh, I guess I'm thinking, like, sometimes people don't want to really take ownership, like, oh, my gosh, like, I put myself into this predicament. Yeah. And sometimes they just try to avoid it and just, like, pray Mm -hmm. that everything will be well. Right. You know? So I didn't think about it in that type of Mm -hmm. lens. But I think one of the biggest trickies for human beings is taking responsibility Mm -hmm. for themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, Faith? Yeah. So. Yeah. I I agree. agree. Yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's what my going back to my friend and just like yeah. I guess each religion having that one person mm-hmm. and stuff. Do you feel like that's for everyone? Like, do you feel like everyone has a sense of like loneliness, and that can also lead into mm-hmm. why there is like faith, like religions that people do have out here? And not saying this is everyone, but mm. I think um. So when I'm approaching this question, like mm-hmm. I'm approaching it from the context of scripture and like Christian faith right. and um, there's scripture that talks about how God has placed uh, eternity in all of man's hearts. And so when we experience those inner desires for wholeness and relationship and communion and all of those things, that that is God himself, the, the desires that he made before the fall, mm-hmm. um, the, those desires he placed in us and they're good and, and healthy things to desire because we experience brokenness apart from him. Um, and so I think those, those, those what I call like earthly pangs and mm-hmm. fleshly pangs of, of loneliness and hurt and guilt and deceit and all those things um, are meant to lead us to the, to the feet of Jesus mm. and the one who, who makes all things right, who makes all things whole, God himself coming to earth, Emmanuel, right? So I think, um, I do think that those feelings of loneliness often draw people in, but I also think those that's the purpose. Like, without mm-hmm. without those longings, um, like, then we might be tempted, even even without them, sometimes we are, but we might be tempted to, to find um, wholeness in ourselves, and that's not where we're called to find wholeness, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I definitely think that those those lonely feelings and whatever mm-hmm. desires are, are there for a reason. Um, but I think it's in those that we can can be led to the to the feet of the person who is Jesus, who makes all things whole, where we can find retribution and, and reconciliation in him. That's so, true. That's yeah. true. And, you know, with you saying that too, Faith, mm-hmm. I, I did want to speak about like um, like symbols mm-hmm. and like symbols as means just having a picture of God or just like. Um, like I have a rosary yeah and then um, like just even the cross simple things like that mm-hmm. guys I do want to tap into that and like how like I guess powerful these like items can be mm. I don't know what items you have do you have any items that like like physical items mm-hmm. in my room okay um I mean like, I, don't know, I think candles too but. yeah I think so I feel like in the Christian faith outside of Catholicism mm-hmm. I haven't really experienced that much I do think something that's been really important for me that um, 
I tried to like start incorporating more in my life early in college is having scripture around me in my room so that way I can see it consistently and constantly um so whether that be like writing whatever like scripture I was reading in my quiet time down on a note card and like putting that by my mirror um having like uh artists from Etsy like who like make scripture like putting that on my wall things like that to have consistent reminders of biblical truth I think has been the biggest part for me um wow so it's like words for you yeah so like for sure you know I'm with scriptures I want to more talk about that like what does what does scriptures like generally mean to you like when you read them like how does that yeah make you feel so man that's a great question Mm -hmm. I mean the word of God is powerful and it talks about in scripture that it is sharper than a double-edged sword and so being able to to read God's word itself that he has desired to give to us that we might um live a life worthy of the gospel live a life that um he's called us to and that he gives us power to do through the grace um given through Jesus and I I think um scripture for me specifically I've been able to I'm a writer (laughs) and a musician and so words mean a lot to me in general um and so being able to uh, sit with God's word and I think the my favorite part about scripture is that every time you you can read one passage for like to, I mean, for the rest of your life, truly, and always have something new come up. Mm-hmm. Um, and In it's what like, way? I th- well, I think it's like, for example, the first passage that my dad taught me, Psalm 23, um, he taught me that again, like when I was like eight. And I think every time that I've returned to it to study it in scripture, it was uh, my grandma's favorite scripture. She passed away in 2020, um, right before we left Sorry school for, for COVID. Thank you. Mm-hmm. And so, um, I, that was her favorite passage, and so I, I sang a song that was based off Psalm 23 at her funeral, wow. and some things like in that passage stood out to me that I had never noticed before, but it's a passage that I've, I've known by heart since I was eight, and she mm. passed away when I was It's 20. like something is always new. Yes, yeah, something's always new, and again, that goes back to that because of Jesus, when we've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit as the communicative voice of God, being able mm. to say, this is what I desire for you to have in this season, where it's like, okay, I've known the scriptures since, again, since I was eight years yeah. old, and that has never stood out to me in that way. I think it's beautiful. It makes me excited for a life of following God prayerfully for the rest of my life by his grace that every day he'll meet me with something new, yeah. meet me with what I need because he desires for me to, to live in community with him. Do you feel like the scriptures, like let's, that one particular scripture, like yeah. what if it's like also with age too? Like, mm. you know, since you've been reading since eight, right? Yeah. And now that's a lot of time (laughs) so it's probably like the way you view life and Mm -hmm. then I'm probably reading that again yes yes as I'm older yeah I was literally just listening to a podcast this morning that Mm -hmm. was talking about how I think often culture and society would tell us like our 20s are our golden years and you know it's the year that you have to do everything and experience everything but I think I think there is some truth in that that we do have more freedom possibly when you're 20 than when you have like kids in your 30s or what have you right um but there's also uh, such a like, I don't know, a neglect of your your elderly years. Like there's life to be lived after 50 and 60, right? And there's a wisdom that comes with that age right. that we don't have right now. Like I haven't lived long enough to know the tests and trials that's gonna make that Psalm stick out to me when right. I'm 60 than when I know it right now. But because of, of walking a life with the Lord, by 60 that that something will mean something different because i've weathered the storm with him and so that's why like those things might stick stick out differently because right. of the wisdom that comes with it 
That's true. So it's like mm-hmm. well, the wisdom of the um, with what comes with the Bible and yeah. everything. It it does. Re- I feel like it does reflect with age. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's how I essentially yeah. felt about yeah. that. But no, I agree with you, um, Faith. Um, you know, what was like? I guess like your favorite like scripture because I'm pretty sure you have uh, one. Yes, mm-hmm. I think it. It probably, it changes definitely based on the season. Um, let's see. There's, uh, so the book of Titus, mm-hmm. the last, so uh, in in a lot of books of the Bible, there's what's called a benediction, which is like a final like blessing, final offering from whoever wrote mm-hmm. the, that particular book. And um, my pastor at my church growing up would always read that benediction from Titus over us. And it didn't make sense. Like, it always made sense to me in the sense of, like, oh, I know this to be true. I know it's scripture. Mm -hmm. But, again, it's that same thing of it didn't, like, mean something different to me until I knew it to be true for myself or had experienced it. But it says, now unto him who is able to keep you from stumbling and present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. To the only wise God our Savior be power, glory, dominion, and majesty, both now and forever. Amen. Mm. And it's that picture of as as, um, that the glory that is to be ascribed to God's name is because he is the only one who can sustain me from day to day. Mm-hmm. And that that scripture didn't mean that to me until I experienced that part of God's character for myself, that oh. he was the one who sustained me. And I was like going through a season where I was extremely tired of high school. I feel like it's the, it's the college experience that we have grown up in, right, where people are always hustling, grinding, yeah. and, and striving, all those things. And I experienced that by God's grace. <laughs> uh, in high school, I was, like, always running. There's this one time where, I kid you not, Angie, my body, like, gave out. I had been rehearsing for uh, my musical and for another show that I was wow. in. And after the show, my mom met me outside my face had like completely like was like welted up and I couldn't breathe and like the paramedics came and it was simply just because I had a panic attack because I had been running my body ragged and I had I had to be broken down to remember that God is the only one who sustains me it's not Mm -hmm. all the accolades it's not um it's not money it's not a a, a nice house it's not people knowing Mm -hmm. knowing me or what my reputation but it's it's God himself through Mm -hmm. through Jesus and so um, that scripture meant that to me after I experienced it to be true. Mm. And so then I could be able to say, again, that, that picture of um, as as we experience it, as the wisdom comes, as we walk through those tests and those trials, the Holy Spirit will, will be able to illuminate those things to be true. And so I had heard that scripture. My mm. pastor ended service with that every, every service growing up. So I had heard it for, what, 18 years wow. at that point. And then it finally clicked that God is the one who sustains me and presents me faultless, not anything that I can do on my own. Right. And so I think that was the beautiful part, that I could experience that for myself um, and experience it anew even after hearing it for so long. So do you feel like it's just, it's like, hmm, and you tell me if I'm wrong, okay. do you feel yeah. like it's like alerting you like, okay, okay, God is telling me here's something because mm. I'm now, I just had a panic attack and like a lot is going on with me. And I know like he, when he... Tell me to hold on. Yeah. This is me trying. You need to wake up now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think I think that is true. What what I um, I think what we all have to remember mm-hmm. is that, and I feel like a lot of people might believe this to be true, but we are not just physical beings, but spiritual beings as well, right? right? And so, God being the God of creation has made my body intentionally. He's made like all the scientific things that I yeah. cannot begin to understand. And so, if there's anything that is 
is wrong where it's like I'm not aligning my life to it God has called me to even my body responds to that yeah um and so I think that was a part of it my body was like girl you have got to stop like not yeah. only are you physically burnt out and mentally burnt out and emotionally burnt out but your spirit is off too like you have not placed your faith in the right space mm-hmm. um, what would you say so, to people like that that's like yeah like because that is our gen z culture right, right. now is the grind and hustling mm-hmm. like what would you say um for them in the process of probably somebody out there constantly yes, like grinding. grinding and putting all their body yeah. to whatever they're doing yeah i think i think i would i would say that if if the gift of the grind is only uh that you might be more elevated and that you might be lifted up, that people might see you, then your, then your priorities are in the wrong place. Um, especially, I mean, again, this is my perspective as a Christian that the, the prayer is, is that God's name is glorified and multiplied. And so if I'm grinding so that way people know Faith Anderson, I'm doing the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. If I'm grinding so that way people know my brand or grinding so that way like my Instagram looks picture perfect and people think my life is great, then it's my priorities are really messed up. Um, But if I'm if I'm working to the glory of God that His name might be glorified, then that's a whole different story, right? Mm -hmm. And so I can wake up every day and say, you know what, I I want to to choose this day to live faithfully for the Lord, and that if that means that there are there are seasons where we are working harder than others, and there are seasons where we're resting, and so it's like, if am I trusting God to do what He to to give me the ability to do what He's called me to do, or am I relying on myself? And I think. Um, that's also a good barometer where it's like a season. If if I'm relying on myself and only my energy to get things done, then I'm just like, I'm off, right? Because in and of myself, Faith Anderson cannot do much, right? Mm -hmm. But but by the power of the Holy Spirit, by walking with the Lord, I'm able to do what he's called me to do. Um, And so I think that's a a good scale where it's like, am I relying on just myself to do this? Do I have good community that's holding me accountable? Or, and and if I'm not, then I need to like reevaluate where I am. How do you like, how do you know what's God calling for us? You know mm, what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a great question. Yeah. <laughs> a big question. Um, oh, man. I read mm. a book senior year of college called mm. Just Do Something. And I'm, like, struggling to remember the guy's name. But uh, I think it's, like, Justin DeYoung is his, la- is his name. It's called Just Do Something. And mm. it's about how it's specifically for college graduates, which, I, which is why I loved it. My best friend Grace gave it to me. So look it up, guys. <laughs> yes, especially yes, if you're Grace. a senior. <laughs> if you're a senior, read that book. It was so helpful. Um, but it was about how it's like this idea of demystifying God's will. Because I think we can often hear, like, what's God's will for my life? Meaning, right. if I make this one decision and it's wrong, my entire life is going to be, like, thrown off track. Mm. Um, it helped me to realize, especially senior year, it can be crippling to be like, okay, I have to, I have to get the right job. I have to make sure this internship pans out. I have yeah. to make sure I sign on for enough mo- money. I'm mean, have to have yeah. like, all these things that might come as we're like transitioning into adulthood. Um, but I think uh, the perspective that I was able to to take on again by God's grace senior year is that. Um, there's, I'm not big enough to mess up God's plan for my life or for the world, right? And so the, the, the prayer and the heart posture that I desire to have is that I seek God in prayer and wise counsel that I might make a wise decision, um, but also trust that because I've been given the power of God's Holy Spirit that the decision I make will be in alignment with his will and that mm-hmm. nothing that I can do 
by faith, Anderson's flesh alone can take me out of his will because I'm not big enough to mess up his plans. Like he's sovereign. He's God himself who has created all things around us. And so if I'm in, again, consistent communion and conversation with him, with wise counsel, with pastors and leaders and adults around us, um, which I think is also really important. Mentorship is so important. Discipleship is so important. That's that's the thing that I think has helped me the most um, in these early 20s of, right. of my life, right, is being able to have adults who have who have walked and experienced things that I haven't even experienced yet, but mm-hmm. being able to have wisdom poured in from them um, that I can understand, okay, this is like what I feel like the Lord has for me right now, and I want to make that decision in, in faith and being faithful. Um, but what so, all only you and God know exact like because the the people can like guide you yeah. I, they they yeah. would guide you but like I, I do feel like people still be stuck on like hmm but like what what is God telling me to do here in this world mm. you know what I'm saying yeah second guessing themselves yeah and when I and when I think of like wise counsel and adults in that perspective I think it's really easy for us to have this like really zoomed in small view of my life of like okay I'm looking at this next step where God he has a vision that is so much bigger than ours he's not only looking mm-hmm. at our next step he's looking at all of eternity right? right and so being able to trust that God not only sees what this next step is going to do but he has the, the whole big picture right. that I have no clue and so when I think about the 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 next 15 years that faith has planned like I have a general idea of what I want my life right. to be like right but God's picture and his design for my life is so much better. Mm-hmm. And uh, the prayer is that, like, that I would be faithful to say, Lord, what do you have for me in this season? Help me to be faithful to make a wise decision. Um, and then also trusting that, that the picture that God has painted for my life is going to be better than right. what I have planned. And so just being like, you know what? I'm along for the ride. Wherever you take me, I'll go. Like, that was yeah. my perspective going into college. I was like, I don't know what school I'm going to go to. But There's, I know God will take me. Yeah, yeah, but I know God will be faithful to, to present where uh what what is wise for me to do and where it's like best for me to go and that's why that's how I felt about coming to school here and I was like you know what that that feels like what God has for me and so I'm gonna take that step is it like a a, like a feeling you have like okay Mm. it just feels like God wants me here I think it's for me it has always been deep peace Mm. right because I think we live especially our generation in a world of anxiety and stress and like questioning and doubt in the moments where I felt confident about what the Lord has had for me, I, f- I felt a deep, resounding peace of like, okay, I don't have to be anxious. I don't have to worry because I know that what he has for me is good. And I feel like saying yes to this is wise. And mm-hmm. I don't feel anxiety about it. And so I think that has been my experience of feeling deep peace in those decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, speaking of you with like what he has planned out for us, mm-hmm. I was talking to um, my two other friends and they were telling me oh how they act like we were arguing like with this like question faith of like Mm -hmm. do you does God have like the whole rundown of of our life like Mm. from like beginning to death Mm. and we're just like kind of like in the middle of just like going through the story Uh and he knows the end result or do you feel like and here's their thing right is like or do you feel like God knows everything but he's also giving us a decision of how our life is going to end. These are great yeah. theological like, questions. I don't, like, do you like, <laughs> I get it. I get it. I was <laughs> like, oh, my God, I want to ask faith Dude. this. Like, do you feel like he knows everything? We're just oh my God. in a story or yeah. do our decisions and he's just helping us? Like, Man, 
That's a great question. And honestly, mm-hmm. even to this day, I think about that often. Again, right? That's all what... of my wisdom is the wisdom of a 22-year-old. So I'm like, <laughs> I've only lived but so long. And so I don't, I definitely don't think I have all the answers. Mm-hmm. I, I think, um, I think scripture definitely does ex- explain to us that the, the day, our days are numbered, that that the Lord has has made us perfectly and, and knows and knows the scope of our life. Um, and yeah, and I think it's a, a good right. question to ask of like, do, does he know the what decision we presented? I do think like in God's sovereignty, he's aware of these things. Because um, how I look at it, yeah. I'm like, if I do something, I'll, in my head I'm like, okay, God, I know. I know you knew that I was going to do that. Yeah. But the way they view it is just like, um, if I do something like, now God is seeing if I'm going to be like, go this way or that way. But mm-hmm. in my head, I, I, I he already knows if I'm going to go this way. Yeah. But yeah. I guess what my friends are saying is like, you know, he's waiting for you to choose which one. Yeah. But he'll know between yes or no. If you choose yes, he'll know what you're going to do. If you choose no, he'll know what you're mm, going to do. Yeah, I, I think scripture does definitely present us with the truth that in God's sovereignty, he's aware. And as mm. when I, especially when I think of God as a father, like when yeah. I think of my relationship with my dad, it's like my dad typically knows if 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 i have two decisions he's carlos is kind of aware of what his daughter's gonna do she's gonna be like oh i'm gonna go this way i'm gonna this way and i do think there's there's uh definitely a holy similarity to god himself as he like sees his children it's like okay no i'm definitely aware of that but i think um yeah i mean that's that's a really big question again i don't i don't think i have all the answers but i i do think well how do you feel like do you feel like like what's your thoughts like generally i I think I would lean more uh, to believe that uh, God is aware of, for example, if we're in a, if we're in a situation where it's like we have a decision to make. For example, um, like after graduation, what decision was I going to make? Was I going to like move back home and like find a job down there, or was yeah. I going to keep my job up here at my church or what have you? Mm-hmm. Um, I I do think that the Lord knew that a year from now that I'd be sitting here with you, right? right? I, I do think that he knew that I would be a college director, that I would be pursuing wow. justice ministry, right? And so I think that is where I land if, like, he knows our decisions, and yet he also knows our future. Like, he knows that this decisions are present, um, and he also knows what our days look like. And so ultimately I feel like he knows, like, he's sovereign and, right. and all-knowing, and so he knows all in that way. Right. Yeah. And you guys let me know out there how you guys <laughs> think of the question. Because I do yeah. think it's a tricky question that, like, we spent obviously hours, like, you know. Yeah. Because I agree with Faith. Like, I feel like he knows exactly what I'm going to be mm-hmm. in a year. You know what right. I'm saying? And, I, I, and again, in my limited 22-year-old <laughs> scope, I do think there's a lot of commentary and, and Bible scholars who have, have given their life as, as uh, offerings of, like, knowing more head knowledge yeah. and, like, they've studied it like how we study journalism at school and so I think those are definitely questions that are like worthy of asking and I know there are like tons of books and and all those things on that I do feel like it's a very much like okay it's it's your opinion okay cool yeah 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 Yeah. but I I do think scripture does present us with truth that God Mm -hmm. um in his sovereign will knows knows what our life looks like and he holds it in his in his hands right so and um, I was gonna talk about like temptation now. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> we're turning. <laughs> it was like okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I can't. But no, I feel like no. We temptation is definitely gotta be covered because okay, I feel yeah. like I always grew up in a way of, of like you know temptation is just the devil trying to get at you mm. in a way you know oh um, warning for everyone because that the word can be a lot for people yeah, yeah I get but it. um, it's just like I guess talking about how 
you get away from that temptation. Mm. You know, temptation can be a lot of things, guys. Mm. It can be like, let's say a guy's about to cheat on his girlfriend, you know, and you feel that thing. Like, it's, I think it's essentially feeling that thing that's like, mm. this is definitely going to be bad. Right. Right. And I was always learning that's the devil trying to get at you, you know what I'm saying? But you need to learn how to remove that temptation to continue your faith with mm. God, right? Um, and just talking about, like, how that's like, like, mm. just getting away from that temptation because it can be very strong sometimes. Right? Yeah, yeah. Um, I So the girls who, who uh, were in my Bible studies here on mm-hmm. campus uh, when I was here for undergrad know that I said this, <laughs> I would say this very often, that we cannot, uh, we cannot give the enemy, the devil, so much credit, right? Mm-hmm. In the sense that <clears throat> because of the way that um, after the fall, so for those who are unfamiliar with Christianity, that the the truth that uh, Adam and Eve um, sinned, and because of that, we all now live in the experience. We live on the other side of the fall, meaning that the the life that we live, the current conditions of Earth and creation and ourselves and depravity, is not how God intended. And so, because of that, we as individuals experience sin and what scripture calls our flesh, right? Our flesh mm-hmm. nature, our fleshly incl- inclinations. Um, and I think oftentimes, I, I do think there are times, even even Jesus himself was tempted face to face with the devil, right? Before he experienced or continued to do his ministry on earth. Um, and so I definitely do think there there are experiences like that. And also, mm-hmm. um, I, would, I would venture to say that more often than not, the temptation that we experience is because of our fleshly desires, because there are things that we desire that are outside of how God meant them to be mm. um, and so like you were saying like a, a guy desiring to or thinking about cheating on his girlfriend or right. adultery right those those desires to step to step outside of a marriage all those things being can be a part of our flesh nature desiring something outside of what God intended mm. um, what, and, do you, what do you mean by like flesh nature so like all the things that so essentially, like our flesh being anything that is, that is bad, like mm. in us, anything that is a part or outside of God's will for how He created things. So when you think about um, marriage, right? So mm. a, a guy, a man uh, desiring to step outside of his marriage and be unfaithful, um, can be a part of his flesh nature of like um, uncontrolled sexual desires. It's like mm. you have a, a wife that you're called to so be like that's some, to. that that's some. That's a part of that person. Is it's, that what you're saying? It's yeah, an experience that we have, right? It's a part of our it's a part of our our flesh now that we live on the other side of sin and of the mm. other side of the fall. And so, but the good news is, right, is that because of Jesus, we we are not subject to only live as slaves or enslaved to our flesh is what Paul says in Romans, mm. right? That we have now been freed from um, that tied to, to sin and flesh by the blood of Jesus, and we're made righteous because of him. And so the righteousness that Jesus had when he lived a perfect life is now ascribed to us, even mm-hmm. though faith in herself is not holy and righteous. But because of Jesus, in the eyes of God the Father, I'm seen that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and so even as we experience our, our flesh and temptations and, and sin struggles and all those things, that we have the gift of grace and being able to say, this is this is my reality that I'm experiencing this battle with the flesh, but because of Jesus, I know that I can experience freedom from this by the Holy Spirit. And I think um, being able to to flee from temptation, Scripture tells us to do that—to flee from temptation and all those things that mm-hmm. that might come from that process. Um, but that 
I'm not able to do that by myself, which is why, again, that, that uh, Jesus talks about sending the mighty counselor being the Holy Spirit, that because faith in myself, I cannot flee from temptation no matter how hard I try, no matter how much willpower I have or all that stuff, but because God himself through the Holy Spirit dwells in me, mm-hmm. I can then flee temptation, not on my own, but on the strength of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. Do, yeah. you, do you feel like, so do you feel like the temptation have, because you're saying if, being just natural flesh so do you feel like it has anything to do with the devil or no i i think there are definitely times where it's like uh so there's a term called spiritual warfare right Right. so again this idea that we are not scripture talks about how we're not only fighting against flesh and blood but against spiritual spiritualities principalities that are beyond often our understanding right um, and so I definitely think there are times where we experience spiritual warfare that can be mm-hmm. like, okay, this is this is not of God. What I'm experiencing right now is an attack from the enemy. And so how do I mm-hmm. fight that? By the power of the Holy Spirit and by um, being uh, uh, putting on the full armor of righteousness Scripture talks about in Ephesians um, and, and guarding my heart above all things and, and knowing Scripture, being in, in wise counsel and being in community, all of those things. So I do think there's definitely two sides of temptation and, and sin and flesh that some of it can come from this aspect of spiritual warfare from the enemy and, mm-hmm. and things that we can't control or have even sometimes no awareness of. And then also there's that experience of these are uh, desires in me that are unlike um, what God desires for me. And so I have to to experience a, a, a fight between flesh and spirit by pursuing the Lord and, and by leaning on his Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. I see. I see your yeah. concept. I see. I see. Yeah. And I guess in the t- t- topic of like, like flesh right Mm -hmm. i do feel like um with like i do wait a lot when it comes to sins Mm -hmm. i feel like like i feel like faith like with somebody who like let's say somebody knock on wood like um killed multiple people right yeah like to me like i guess it ties also with forgiveness as well Mm -hmm. but like it's just like wow like you know you just killed like like you just killed a human like Mm -hmm. this is something god created like Mm -hmm. This is not something to play with. This is life. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I just feel like, to me, I look at that as like, oh, my gosh, the ultimate sin. Like, I don't know how mm-hmm. someone can recover, like, or from that yeah. because of how terrible something like that is to yeah. multiple lives and yeah. stuff. I did want to go into that because I always thought in the Catholic Church, like, you know, forgiveness, like, forgiveness. Like, I feel like that's just such a common theme. Mm-hmm. And I, I'll admit that's something I'm still working on, right. like, forgiveness. Yeah. But I guess how crucial that is because I feel like, I feel like maybe you about to say, well, mm-hmm. yeah, we forget. Yeah, so I'll let you talk. Because <laughs> I'm like, I think I'm going to hear this again. <laughs> Yeah, I think, so uh, I mentioned earlier Carlane, who's on staff with Crew um, here on campus. Her husband, Andrew, uh, said would say this all the time during my time at undergrad and still says it to this day. Um, he says, we are far more, far more sinful and broken than we can ever imagine, but we are uh, more loved than we can ever comprehend, something of that nature, right? And so this picture that the the brokenness that I feel like I have or the way that we see ourselves is like, okay, I'm like, I may not, like, I'm probably not nice all the time or sometimes I have a bad attitude or whatever. The picture that I have of myself and my brokenness is actually, in reality, I am like more deeply broken than I can even even imagine because the, the the way that I see myself is actually not completely true like I we all I think we all look at ourselves with like rose-colored lenses right so I might see myself better than what I am in actuality 
but even even in the deep despair and and the depravity of my sin and my brokenness the truth that because of the blood of Jesus I am so deeply known and loved and and pursued and forgiven beyond my comprehension and scripture talks about how um just as far as the east is from the west so too have my sins been forgiven right so like as as the lord forgives forgives me of sins that I'm not even like aware have comprehended that I've made right and so I think the perspective that um I've grown to have is like as I along the lines of what Andrew says is I'm understanding um the way that I'm loved and the deepness of of God's forgiveness then when I think of other people's sin and other people's brokenness I'm like man if the Lord saved me and and has forgiven me and loved me through sin Mm -hmm. that I'm not even aware of then then like goodness yes forgive like he forgives and meets that person where they are Mm -hmm. um because that's just how deep his love is like Jesus endured the cross for all of humanity's sins not just one person not just those who are found and who call themselves christians but for all of us right Right. the the weight of the world's sins were put on him um and so i think that is a perspective that i think helps me understand even and even my understanding is finite like we can't even understand forgiveness in the way that god understands forgiveness as he's all-knowing and um and so even the way that i comprehend forgiveness is like that's even just like the the tip of the iceberg when it comes to how deep god's forgiveness and his love is for us as he pursues us so what about like um because i hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. but i feel like i even like it like i know i experienced people in my life who will question and i feel like this is a common thing everybody hears like let's Mm -hmm. say like a guy's been just a general nice guy he has a nice family Mm -hmm. um but um let's say his family got attacked and you know they're dead right Mm -hmm. and like people will question themselves they'll be like oh god like i didn't do anything wrong why Mm -hmm. why not them why not like it's like or they'll even be in the truth of like oh i can i I can't forgive them like you know what i'm saying like it don't even have to be with family guys it can be like something like very shady somebody have ever done to you or hurt you and it's just like it's really hard to like forgive Mm -hmm. Like, what would you say to that faith? Like, yeah. for people out there, because... Like, how to forgive in those moments? Yeah. Mm. I think it's. I think that is... That's a, it's an experience that I think I haven't fully reconciled, because by God's grace, I haven't experienced something as, as catastrophic yeah. or had experiences like that. Um, but I think what is probably beautiful and most helpful in experiences like that is that that we would be able to see the other person who has done us wrong Mm -hmm. in the image of God and the way that God sees them right so even in their brokenness again even in their brokenness and their sin and any of the things that they've done wrong that because if they're found in Christ that they're they're seen as holy and whole and image bearers of God that God has made us all in his image um, and so I think that that definitely leads us into a road of forgiveness. I don't think that forgiveness is something that um, I think we can often have this picture of like, OK, I have to forgive someone right now and I can never think about it again. Mm-hmm. I think it can be a walk like if someone has, has done you wrong and and you have set your mind on like I want to forgive them. I think that can def- that can often be a process that you walk through. There might be days where you're like, I'm I'm really angry and and right. bitter and frustrated. It's like, okay, Lord, will you help me to 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 not 
hold bitterness and anger and malice, mm-hmm. right? Would you help me to love this person as you as love them? Would you help me to see them how you see them, even in their brokenness? Even if, even if they don't even want to be like reconciled or forgiven by me, mm-hmm. can you still help me to do that? Um, and I think, I think seeing them as image bearers and seeing them in the image of God is often a, a great first place in my experience from is learning to forgive yeah because i think is it is a mix of anger and just frustration of like what happened wrong yeah and why me Mm -hmm. i guess the question is why me Mm -hmm. that i feel like a lot of people struggle with of like like i didn't do anything wrong i do i do what i have to do and like something bad happened to me Mm -hmm. um like and then i said like i said like i'm still like dealing with that of like um how do I go about it and mm-hmm. stuff like that? So mm-hmm. I I I do agree like that can be also a help, babe, mm-hmm. but I think the emotion part mm-hmm. of it mm-hmm. always contradicts. Yeah. Like you're trying to look at what you're the, trying to do. Yeah, yeah, you're looking at the person that you definitely are. I guess people out there who's still trying to forgive someone. Right. Like angry and frustrated, but you want to see them in a different light, right? Right. Which is what I get. Yes. What you're saying, Faith. Yes. Like, it's like you feel one way, but you you don't want to feel that way. It's like mm-hmm. I want to see you as again God's image bearer, someone that God yeah. loves. What but are also, the constant reminder? You yeah, get what I'm saying? Yeah, Faith? but also I'm like really upset, or I'm like yeah. really angry. Yeah, I get that. I think um, I. I think what I've learned, I'm also, so something that. She's also 22. I was 22. No, what I was saying was I'm a very emotional person Mm -hmm. and um, I had to learn in high school. I was like, oh my gosh, like I feel like my best friend Grace, (laughs) she is very analytical. She's not as emotional as me. And so we had to meet in the middle of like learning how to, how to do both well. Mm -hmm. Um, And so with me being more emotional, I had to learn that my emotions are a gift from God. He's made us Mm -hmm. all in his image, everything, everything in creation and about us is, is a gift from him. And so how to help, how, like, asking the Lord, can you help me that my emotions are not the end-all, be-all? Mm-hmm. That, yes, I feel this way. I might feel angry. I might feel betrayed. I might feel alone and lonely. But that is not truth. Mm-hmm. It's not true that I am alone because I have God himself with me. And even if I don't have people physically with me, right, I might feel angry, but that is not my identity. Um, and so being able to see, okay, my emotions, my, my friend um, from camp would always say that my, our emotions are like check engine lights, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm feeling sad or anxious or whatever. Okay, I need to get to the root of this issue because the emotion is not the end all be all, but it's a, it's a trigger of like, hey, you should probably check and see what is actually beneath this, which is why I think things like therapy are really helpful because like a therapist can ask us questions that we could never think to ask ourselves and help us get to the bottom of okay why are you feeling this way and then what can we do to tackle that issue rather than what often we feel like is um an issue that might be overlapping it that we might be attacking that when it's like actually something over here that you need to address first right so yeah so like with all this with faith i've totally (laughs) forgot about news of the who guys (laughs) (laughs) but um like i i agree with favorite is saying like our emotions really do get the best of us mm-hmm. oh best of us mm-hmm. and i feel like you know in times when i'm like very upset you know faith because mm-hmm. i'm somebody that's like you know what i'm not even gonna put my emotions out like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah. i always think in my head you know what you know god you know what let me calm down let me walk away from the situation or this moment and um i think with me faith i think with forgiveness is it's like when I'm like trying to see a light, I'm trying to, like I'm hearing God and being like, you know what, calm down. Like this is not the all and be all. Like mm-hmm. this is not where you're 
in Mm -hmm. or where you should be put in in your life um it's the flashbacks like the the core hurtful memories Mm -hmm. that seem to creep in every time you want to try to forgive the person so i don't know it's it's very interesting with the the big forgive word. Mm-hmm. So I do understand people who, when they be like, nah, not yet. It takes time. Because right. it does. Yeah. It does. But I know for a fact that one day I would have to forgive. Because mm-hmm. to just, like, mm-hmm. my whole life, like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, to carry that. And I think you, what you mentioned just now is important, is that, um, is that it is a process, but we have to be willing to 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 put in the work to start that process we can't just be like oh like it's a lot of work to forgive and I want to forgive that person and yet I'm still angry and not asking okay why am I angry or I'm not sitting with those core memories that I have that I've like repressed over the years Mm. it's like if I if I want to journey towards healing and wholeness then I've got to be willing to put in the work right too so yeah and just to add on what Faith said real quick because I remember I did during winter break I had somebody like that who like you would ex- describe, like, a hurtful situation, mm-hmm. and he just, like, his emotions just mm. bust. That's how, like, those people, you can con- really tell, like, they haven't forgive whatever situation that is mm-hmm. or they haven't healed because you're still reacting right. abruptly to yeah. that situation. And I was telling him, I was like, you know, you got to really, I was like, you got to get therapy or, like, something because, mm-hmm. you know, it's it's sad if, like, anything that was hurtful in your life and you're still, like, triggered mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. That definitely shows, like, you're not healed. Mm-hmm. I do feel like people who do say it takes time, it's just, I don't want to say excuse, but it's like you're trying to just avoid mm-hmm. facing yeah. what you, what hurt you in the past. So yeah. I do, forgiveness is like a, it's a big word. Yeah. A lot of words. <laughs> it's a buzzword for sure. There's a lot, there's a lot to it. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot to it. Mm-hmm. But Faith, <laughs> news of this yes, week. Yes, news of the week. Um. <laughs> We have to talk about Little Nas X. Oh. Uh, I don't know. Have you seen? Have you seen? I saw it briefly on Instagram. Have you? Okay. Okay, we're going to okay. break this down. I see, Angie. I see. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, wow. I don't know if you guys know Little Nas X, but he is, I, I, he's an artist. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody know him from Old Town Road, mm-hmm. his most popular <laughs> hit. Um, so last week, um, he posted on his social media, his new single called Jay Christ, which mm-hmm. is already like one again. thing, Jay Christ. <laughs> yeah. And, um, it's his news track about Jesus Christ. And he also put there the man who had the greatest comeback of all time. That's what he also added. Um, so he's been teasing little things and like, he even got fake accepted to the school. It was called like liberty university oh really yes he made a fake acceptance letter and then the school and yeah the school came out and said this is not real yeah so um and then also too he's been like i don't know if you guys seen his like this one video that's what kind of got me crazy faith Mm -hmm. it's like he had like little cups of like the body of christ and Um. like a cup of like like bunch of like body of christ yeah and like he just kept drinking it eating it like Uh. in the video like like that's like what's going on and it's just crazy because even back then he he had his music video where he was like dancing with the devil Mm -hmm, and stuff mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. he did say like um like y'all think this is a monic um like i'm mimicking or monic um like making a mockery over jesus but i'm not doing that but it's just like hard for me to be like 
so what are you doing right right yeah. and you got the I comments saying like lord bless you or like mm -hmm. god please bless this guy because it's like what the hell is going on mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i guess i wanted to talk to you about it Faith. like <laughs> do you feel like he's making a mockery man i think from what i've seen i, I only saw one post about it and i was like i don't have i don't, I don't have time i don't, I don't have the margin she don't be in the mix i don't have the margin <laughs> to even like address any of that right now i i think from what i saw mm -hmm. i think there is a level of um we are we are called to hold God with respect and honor that is due to His name, right? And and Lil Nas X could, in his own merit, be like actually trying to pursue the Lord and get to know Him deeper. And if that is if that is where He is, and like yeah, I, I pray blessing over Him that He would be able to experience the truth of Jesus. Um, and He could be in a part of His walk where He doesn't know how to to do that well maybe or know how to, to honor um the lord but what i think is important regardless of if he's truly pursuing the lord or not because that's not our decision to make that's not our place to judge whether he actually is a christian or actually is trying to understand who jesus is and his call on his life whatever um regardless of of that perspective i do think that there is a a sensitivity and an honor and also just like uh just like basic like kindness when it comes yeah. to 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 someone to to God Himself who who people have put their trust in, and I think especially in um, in in Hollywood today and just in pop culture, uh, Christian Christianity is often really easily like mocked or what have you, um, and I, and I do think some of that again comes from. Uh, the experiences and the like mistreatment that has often come from the capital yeah. C church, the church as a whole, that there have been some, some really horrible things. Like even when we think yeah. about the institution of chattel slavery in the U S like yeah. it was often Christians who were at the forefront of pushing that. Right. Um, and so I, I do understand where there is, uh, a level of like, people can just be like flippant yeah. with, with Christianity and with faith. Um, but I think it's important to take a step back of like, would we do this with other faiths and religions, right? Yeah. And I feel like that often is not the case. And and even even if there are like yeah. other, uh, even if there are things that have caused people to to have less respect for the church or less respect for for God Himself, it's like even if you don't care about the people who have done the bad thing, it is not Jesus Himself who have who has done those horrible things. Yeah. God has been God and faithful and kind and sovereign from from the beginning of time to the end but it is broken people who have made a mockery of his name right and so I think um being able to to see that even even if you don't have respect for the people which we should the respect that God is due is is most important and so that's kind of how I feel about all yeah. the like the things that he yeah. does that Faith is trying to be really nice about it which is like <laughs> so like, cause I'm like, like, what are you? And just like, like stop it. Just yeah, stop it. no, Faith has a point, which I'm glad Faith was gonna bring this up, cause I was like, oh, I'm about to tell Faith, but let me see how Faith thinks, because I feel like it's really interesting how funny, like, it really be with Christian, Christianity, yeah, okay, um, that like people can just like make mockery mm -hmm. over it. Like, I don't really see a lot of religions where people just making fun of. Well, you guys can tell me. Mm -hmm. Right. But I don't see as much as I do when it comes to like Christianity. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And 
it's just like I feel like what he's doing is hurtful because you putting it in display, and I know you like it's getting like marketing, like he's mm-hmm. getting his like mm-hmm. publicist is it's the news of the week, mm-hmm. right? But it's just like, but you have to choose that, like that's what you wanted to market off, and then you hurting people who do this, like mm-hmm. I don't know, like I, I I was raised in like drinking the body, like no, I was raised drinking the blood and body of Christ. Mm-hmm. So when I'm seeing that like that, I'm like. Oh, what are you doing? Like mm-hmm. people, people take this serious. Like right. it's not really it's a big part of people's faith, right? Right. And even he's saying he's not making a mockery, but you putting yourself like there's a picture of him like on the cross. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. Like that's like all right. So what are you doing? Because yeah. yeah, why are you putting yourself on a cross? Mm-hmm. And you know, mm-hmm. little kids is watching, everybody's seeing. Which you know, I, I guess. I get where you're saying in a point where like that's them, and you're doing you what you're doing as an artist, but that's kind of like. I feel like disrespectful in yeah, a way. Yeah. So, but I I think I want to leave people with the like interesting like it's really be with Christianity sometimes like I don't really mm-hmm. see this like like I feel like people know better not to mess with other cultures mm-hmm. like or religions like that. Right. You know. Yeah, and I, I agree. And again, I think it also comes down to the the history and experience and um, what has often come of. Uh, misrepresentations of God uh, from the church and from the again the capital C global church as a whole can mm-hmm. often um, and I think yeah has often led to people like experience being like okay they've hurt people in this way and so there's a a, a lack of of um, it doesn't need to be taken as seriously uh, and so. And again, Jesus himself says in the gospel is that like we will be persecuted because right. of, of believing in him and because of knowing him. And so it shouldn't come as a shock uh, to to those who, who are found in Christ and who are Christians. Um, but I, I do think there is a, a discrepancy between yeah. honor and care and just general respect. Right. Um, but yeah. yeah, that's our take, guys, on the little Nas X situation. <laughs> <It's our take>. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say, guys, like... um. Cause we have to wrap up real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have like another segment, yeah. babe. It's called like the ancient question, right? Okay. Where um, we just I ask a question, a very thought provoking, mm-hmm. you know, mental mm-hmm. question. Um, what do you think God is leading us into for twenty twenty four? Oh, mm-hmm. uh, good question. Okay, mm-hmm. man. Um, cause. Wow. Also, think back for yourself, too, Faith, yeah. of, like, so, guys, Faith graduated mm-hmm. um, in May, May right? right? So, with the combination of you experiencing how life is going <laughs> to turn, you already kind of list a lot of things you're doing now, so it's looked yeah. like you're doing really well for Thank yourself, you. Faith, so congrats. Thank you. You know, like, I guess, like, how God pushed you through those challenges to mm-hmm. made it, mm-hmm. you know, now into 2024. Yeah. When I when I think about uh, our generation specifically, so um, my, I've, I've done this thing for a few years, and our church does it as well, it's word of the year. So, like, mm-hmm. what is your word of the year? My word of the year for 2023 was roots. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt like the Lord was leading me to that word because I was, processing more and more about what it would look like for my 20s to be a years to be years that weren't just like you know it's the year people say all the time it's like you can like make all your mistakes when you're in your 20s and you can do all the things and yeah and all that stuff and it's like they're kind of like your throwaway years and then you can be serious once you turn 30 or 40 what have you um and I was 
convicted by that because I was like, I don't want my 20s to be a waste. Like, I want them to be good years that root me in a life uh, for Jesus for the rest of my life and set me up for lifelong ministry and set me up for lifelong friendships and community. Um, And so when I think about our generation specifically, I think that the challenges, even when I think of things like Lil Nas X, right? Like, what, what can we do to see the years to see our 20s not as years where we're just like throwing them away and making all the mistakes and getting all of our craziness out whatever it is um early but how can I set myself up by by the power of the Holy Spirit to be in in good routine um to be a person who loves well who leads with kindness um and and I think getting those those strong foundations and and so I think um, that is my prayer for our generation, especially walking into 2024, especially a, a season as polarizes, polarizing as an election year. Right. Um, that the is end 2024. Of the, the end of this year might be really turbulent. And so what does it look like for us to, to have faith that even if the year looks, end of the year looks different than I expected, or even if culture around me is swirling and people are going crazy and people are anxious and and they're striving and they don't know what their tomorrow looks like how can I be rooted in the truth that I am found and secure and loved in Jesus Christ and that I can love other people because of that um and so I think being able to to be rooted and 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 stand firm in that for 2024 is my hope do you know like what word you have for 2024 that you feel like I hope I keep with this word. You know, what I'm I do <laughs> actually. Yeah. So my word of the year for 2024 is pure. Mm. Um, I was telling my friend last night at dinner that I was like, I'm still kind of unpacking. I, I was uh, this this woman I love. Uh, she has a podcast called That Sounds Fun. Mm-hmm. Her name's Annie Downs, and she presented this idea that. Um, it's not that <laughs> January 1st is the day where we like flip the switch and it's like, okay, got to like get it all right from now on. But seeing January as the, as the week between Christmas and New Year's is like we have all of January to get into those routines. Not where it's like, okay, I have to get in routine right now. I have to do everything like right the first week. And then you look and it's like January 11th. It's like, dang, I have not like worked out right. <laughs> since we started the year or whatever. Um, and so when I think of um, – my word of the year again so that's I say all that to say that it's still unfolding I'm still trying to figure out more of what God has for me in this word for the year mm-hmm. but when I think about the word pure um my hope is to understand uh the context of my life in through through the eyes of God and so mm-hmm. for example when I think about the gifts that God has given me through music and through writing and through uh, a passion for justice ministry yeah. when uh, my hope is to see what God intended when he placed those gifts in me before the beginning of time right, right. and so and or when I think about prayer like God what is your purpose for prayer for us like what mm-hmm. is your your pure desire for us untainted by the world untainted by my view untainted by my flesh um what does what does that look like in its purest form Mm. and so that's my hope for 2024 is to see um god's design Mm. in a new way in a fresh way that then i can carry on into years to come well i know you're gonna carry it on faith i you know i agree with faith i feel like i don't know i feel like god for 2024 for me Mm -hmm. have taught me like like he's been like okay like Angie, I helped you out, man. Like, mm-hmm. I, I put you here. I got you here. You fell off here, but you came back now. And, like, I feel like you already have the agenda clear. Mm-hmm. You already have, like, okay. Like, I feel like I have I have put in myself now what what was wrong and what was right, right? Mm-hmm. Now God is like, okay, now you know what's right. So where are we heading now? Mm-hmm. You know, I guess I feel like God is putting me 
in a good in a good space in my life where I feel like I already know what I shouldn't look left around or what mm-hmm. what's wrong to do and he's giving me a direct good pathway and now I feel like it's time to see if I'm gonna like continue it now mm-hmm. and um that's what I was saying about like yeah. praying more and stuff like that it's just like you know just also keeping up with that yeah even in the form of like yeah. he put me in a good pathway just like okay just shut up now like okay now i'm chilling like no like <laughs> yeah. still keep praying still yeah. keep doing what you're doing right. so i feel like for 2024 for a lot of people i feel like i feel like last year a lot of like god gave you signs and also to like god gave um faith a gift of singing as well mm-hmm. like i that's another thing guys i feel like he knew he showed you what you have to do he gave you a good beautiful talent because i swear i feel like everybody knows what they're good at Mm. god puts it god put us in it and we seen it we just didn't want to see it but faith already showed it to the world (laughs) (laughs) she already already knew but that's just one of your talents but um i feel like for 2024 i feel like god is telling us now like okay now it feels you know everything now so what's what's next what's gonna happen even though he knows what's next Mm -hmm. i'm still on that guys like now he's like waiting for you to take that step so yeah Yeah, i think that's big too that Mm. that what you're saying take that step of of uh obedience and when i Mm. think about again my i hope being able to understand that we we only have today like tomorrow's not promised we never know what can happen um and so the Lord has given us this day. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. We hear it all the time, right? So if this is the day that he's made, like, Lord, would you help me by your spirit to be faithful today, um, to do what you've called me to do, right. and, and to be obedient to what you've called me to do. Um, and just seeing each day, it's like, because it's, it's really easy to be like, okay, I, I need to do this for the rest of my life, for the rest of this week or whatever. But it's like, no, he's given me this day. Lord, help me to be faithful today, whether that is praying or being in scripture or right. being kind or pursuing whatever passion it is like how can i do that well today right yeah right yeah. so guys being obedient i know that's a strong <laughs> like oh my god word. yeah that's I a know. hard word you guys like obedient you guys parent parental trauma when you say yeah. obedience. <laughs> <laughs> but it's just like yeah you guys you guys got mm-hmm. that out there i guess like um faith just to wrap it up yeah. i know like when you graduated you were, you were going into a new season with new characters new phase and everything mm-hmm. and i guess this is just telling people out there listening like i guess in advice of like how how have god pushed you through that new era of your yeah. life like yeah. you know because 2024 guys like this is a start for y'all this is like a new journey a new, new era yeah a new yeah. season yeah for sure i think the the biggest lesson i learned in my first months of uh post-grad was to um, accept the grace of what a new season looks like because I had an expectation that I would get back to DC. I, I was gone because I worked for worked at camp for the summer and I came back and I was like, okay, this is my city. I'm, I'm working for my church, so that's what I do. And so I was like, okay, I like know my church. I know this city, it's perfect. Like I'm gonna know how to do everything. It's gonna be great. And then I got here and it was like, no girl (laughs) and I was crying I was like I'm so I don't understand like nothing is going the way I anticipated this is harder than I expected and I received some of the best wisdom from someone who's older than me was like you are in a new season girl like even if your surroundings and your environment is is the same you are in a new season and so being able to accept the grace of like okay if this is a new season lord what tools do I need to navigate this new season and I think the lord was calling me just to rest and observe and to to be aware of 
of who he was calling who he was making me into be and I think I'm in a season now especially I think right after undergrad is a really great season of just like soaking up like I'm just a sponge right now soaking up all the wisdom and knowledge and love and care that I can from people who des- like especially adults or people who are older than me mm-hmm. desire to pour that wisdom into me of going to dinner to a, a young family's house that goes to my church or sitting for coffee with um, someone who's older than me and she'd be like right. just receiving wisdom and and care and love and advice from them and so I think just having grace for whatever that season looks like. I think it's different for all of us, but I do think it might be a common experience for yeah. all of undergrad to be like, what is going on? Yeah. And that was that was definitely how I felt. And I didn't I didn't anticipate that. My expectation and the picture that I painted was different than what God had painted, but what he painted was better. And so because I yielded to, to his vision, I think um, I'm the better for it. And so I right. think that would be my advice is to, to yield to what he has because it's always better. Yeah, and that's, that's a, what Faith is telling you guys is like hard to listen to because it's like, oh, you like you're – putting my faith in but that's mm-hmm. who, that's what you know just distrust in like what he got going for you you know what i'm saying that's a little scary because you don't know what's you in the future yeah. uh, but you just gotta trust because mm-hmm. like look at look how where faith yeah. is right now so i don't know like she's a testimony of it itself yeah. so that is good um but thank you guys for joining this podcast today with Faith, of course. Thank you for coming out, thanks Faith. Thanks for having me. Um, just continue to listen on, guys. Um, <laughs> and thanks for tuning in. And I know for guys who pop, like who's not religious mm-hmm. or like or um, don't have the faith of Christianity, I hope this podcast just come across of just curiosity we have overall with yeah. just religion itself. Yeah. You know, just faith is just talking about it in a the Christianity form of it, mm-hmm. and um. Just for people out there who's probably not in the same faith or don't have a religion at all. You know what I'm saying? Um, So I hope you guys take a lot from this podcast. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Stay tuned for next week. All right. Bye, guys.